I have to hear one more thing about NFTs for the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> Jesus God someone Christ. said it all out of nowhere in one week. Like zero to 100. I think literally last week I saw the thing, maybe like a week before it, I saw the thing about the NBA having like NFTs for highlights and then it was everywhere, you know? Wait, I haven't heard that one yet. You're going to have to fill me in, although I, I think you kind of just did. Uh, basically, people can pay to own dunks and they don't really own it because it's still on YouTube. I, but NBA they can pay to own shot. it. It's NBA top shots, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm... Give me a name of a basketball player who's the most consistent at dunking these days. At dunking right now? Uh, I'm, I'm just seeing an example name of a guy who would have a dunk. Zion well, Williamson is the one known for dunking right, right. now. It's, but it's, it's, less, it's less about who's doing the dunking and more about who's getting dunked on, I think. Well, but here's what I'm saying. If I'm Zion Williamson and I dunk and you have a highlight of it, that's my Zion Williamson's dunk. That is not anybody no, else's but dunk. See, but see, that's not how it works. It's but, not, because the footage is still available anywhere. You just own the minted version of it. But, like, that's the thing, is if the footage is supposed to be a representation, sort of an encoding of that dunk, you, you're not selling, like, emotionally to me as the purchaser, that is not the dunk, because... That will always be Zion Williams. That that player's dunk. But you're no, you're the owner of that highlight of the dunk, not the dunk yes. itself. You own the highlight. I guess. And, and, and it's not like, but only it's that not like, highlight. It's not like it's not doing much. It's. <laughs> but if anybody can pay for the video, it's like buying those certificates of stars that they use to scam old people, isn't it? Two hundred and thirty million dollars just traded for top shots in the NBA. Yeah, it's but a, I think wow. I just cracked it. This is the stars certificates. It is, it is, actually, yeah. Other people have commented on this, that oh, it is really? just like yeah. getting a star named. Yeah. And that one person, one system recognizes that you have this. Except when you get a star named, it doesn't like emit more carbon than getting a fucking car. I like, think one NFT probably only emits as much carbon as one printed piece of paper, TBH. But I see oh, no, saying. actually, I've, I've been reading uh, the, the things that I've been reading... They emit a lot more per, because per, the block really, because the blockchain is so big oof. at this point. Also, God, I was tired of hearing about the blockchain four years ago, y'all. It's interesting technology, which is why it's so wild to me that everyone is just ramming it into the worst possible applications as quickly as possible. The profit it's like, is truly a. It's a just blowing my mind. Like the the top, they're, like they're trying to talk about top shots. Like it's going to be traded. Like 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 baseball and basketball cards were but like in 30 years everybody will trade these things so like owning a top shot from this year of lebron in 30 years is going to be worth a bunch of money sure. which sure maybe but like, I, I mean in certain I don't circles get it. i just don't it, get it it mm. seems like such a thing for people that have too much money to throw money at like that's really how i feel about it Mm -hmm. Were there any, but like, I feel like there are no misgivings about that in the process. It's just stupid in the same way that all those other things are. I right? think those like, things are less think stupid. speculating on an asset and doing like an edgy art thing at the same time, which those like startup guys love to think. But I hate it because it's artificial scarcity. Like yes. yeah. cards are, cards are worth more because some are harder to find than others. Yeah. And, and, but that's because they were produced in different numbers. Yeah. It is also fun to just see the way that the art community has been 
reacting to NFTs it's like because tearing the majority don't want half. this. Don't impose this well, upon us. No, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, it's not tearing itself in half. It's tearing itself into like 80% and 20%. And 80% true. are like working like average artists who are just like, this is stupid and bad. Just commission and 20% me. 20% are married to Elon Musk. Exactly. <laughs> I just, it really just. She actually did. I'm not just ribbing on Grimes. Like she actually is oh, no, releasing yeah. she, an NFT. Did you, did you guys did you guys see the Lindsay Lohan one? There's a Lindsay Lohan Here, NFT now. Let me find it. Oh it, oh it's it is, it is Lindsay it is a Lindsay Lohan NFT for sure. Is it bad? Is it bad? It did Lindsay consent to this? Is it bad? First of all, I think Lindsay has been through enough. She tweeted personally. it, so she's oh she hers. tweeted it. It's hers. Here you go. You ready? Here's a link to the tweet. And maybe this is the this is not the image you tweet, but okay. Let's let's see this. Oh man, I wish I could see this again for the first time. <laughs> let's do it. Let's see it. What? I mean, it's no. it is insane. It is insane. That's if, like for, just so. I not encourage. What I expected somehow. I, I encourage everyone listening to this to go search Lindsay Lohan NFT. Go find the tweet. If if you don't want to, let me describe it to you. It is Lindsay Lohan, in her own words, uh, a concept art of the most iconic work of her career. It is her posing with uh, a Herbie, which instead of the yes. you know normal Herbie color or it's really yellow. anything, it's yellow and it has it the has, Bitcoin symbol. And it has like repulsor lift tires. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit Bitcoin symbol. It has, so it's like it's like rejected Back to the Future art, like. From like someone submitting like a poster idea. This is wild. But like it's it looks terrible. I hate it. it. It also like the everything from the car up and really down looks like uh like a high school like class in like Photoshop like submission, like a high school graphic design class. Oh, can can I use this discussion of Lindsay Lohan to segue into what I want to talk about real quick? Interesting. Oh, yeah, like, go okay. Ahead. Yeah, uh, can can we talk about that Oprah interview though? I didn't watch it. I just I looked at the I, highlights, which I, for me was I just looked at what a few people, mainly people from Five Thirty Eight, tweeted in their replies. I don't know why I picked <laughs> them, but they. I think and what Galen, I posted in the Discord. Well, I think Galen Druk got really drunk and then started tweeting about it. <laughs> well, with and that, that kind was of all name, I Well, it was fun. That's there a Five Thirty Eight name. I think it was Roy Wood Jr., the comedian who uh, is a Daily Show correspondent. I think he tweeted something like, if it's true love, you let them have the big screen. And it was him watching the All-Star game on his laptop and his wife watching the uh, Oprah yeah. interview on the TV. <laughs> now, in this case, I was the one watching the Oprah interview and Bethany was fully playing Animal Crossing on her Switch. I, uh... like, because it was a really fucking... 15 minutes in, I saw what was happening on Twitter and I was just like, I can't not be in on this. I know? loved the tweet. That Claire Malone, I, I, formerly of 538, tweeted like three hours before it started. That was just cannot wait to watch the monarchy in tonight. Yeah. Well, and then like, thing, though, then like, watched her like retweet it like four hours. And be like, wow, this may be more true than I thought. Yeah. The, <laughs> it was. Oh my the god. The thing that, as an external observer, appeared to be like the most spicy, such that I'd be like, oh, I have to hear about this, kind of actually was like too much in that it was just really outright, outright racist and i was like i think yes. it's just gross now and i don't really 
I it well, I mean, like, it's I, like obviously not... it's no surprise that the British monarchy is racist, but I was like, this is just. Well, it's also like it. it. It felt validating because I. It felt like Meghan Markle was getting like gaslit by the press the entire time that she was there, you know, and now she was not only getting gaslit by the press but by the institution itself. I don't know. There was something very good about watching her like burn them down on live TV. Well, it wasn't live. It was pre-recorded. But but specifically, I just want to... The, the reason I'm mentioning Lindsay Lohan, someone brought this up. We haven't had good Lindsay... Good, like, Oprah reactions since Lindsay Lohan's interview in 2013, I want to say. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe so, like, that was now we have show like, stopped, right? That was, like, when Oprah quit being her Yeah, show. a little, little after her show stopped. And, and, you know, she's been making stuff since then. Like, Queen Sugar is a great show. I watched most of the first season. Like... She her production company is busy, but she hasn't interviewed anyone since then. And now this is the thing that was there was talk on Twitter. It's like, what if Oprah just interviewed people every Sunday and then later, just lo and behold, 10 minutes later during the commercial breaks, turns out this was a backdoor pilot for an Oprah interview show on fucking Discovery yeah, Plus. Yeah, for Oprah interviews again, it would seem well, she's a great interviewer. It was really good. This is that was the facts. It's a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. I'm John. I'm Gabe, not Oprah. I'm Chris. I'm just going to say one thing. The last thing I want to say about this royal thing is mm-hmm. if like if you are so concerned about what the color of a one-quarter black baby might be, you might be extremely racist. Yeah. You, you might like, be. Like I just want to say five alarm fire racist like Oprah Oprah like said the next day that it was like yeah we talked off camera and he wanted to make it clear that it wasn't his grandfather or his grandmother that said that and like having watched the first season of the crown I would have believed it if Philip had said that also like but having watched the third se- and fourth seasons of the crown I like oh the- it's 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 fully some Charles shit I like it's fully that. some Charles shit I like that <laughs> that eliminates fifty percent of a group of people like by saying it's not my grandma or my grandpa it's like you're deliberately pointing at your other two grandparents being like it's these fuckers (laughs) well no 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 no. it's because this other two grandparents is well no no i think he's pointing at his dad oh oh, i guess yeah there's nothing yeah his dad or maybe his brother which could which oof oof. if that was a bit crass i'm sorry but that was a tweet i saw and i thought it was the most it's the most session explanation of exactly why that is even worse than possible appalled me so much is i was like that's your fucking threshold you absolute like you hobnobber. yeah i don't know is that a word they use i don't know what that Uh, means if that's a really bad word i apologize yeah they'll be like you you chumbledon you quickly. <laughs> you periwampus. Yeah, like um. You Quifeldorp. You know the. You know the. Um, you fucking Stonehenge. There, my, <laughs> there was a the the game like Team Fight Tactics, like League's Auto Chess. They have like these little like avatar things that you can get in it. And my friend got one that was called a Talker, and I was like, this sounds like a sex toy that only works on British people. <laughs> okay. God, should we do the show? Yeah, yeah we yeah. should. Do show it. <laughs> it's All right, me, John. Jellyfish, after they have gone to space, hate their life on Earth. Okay, well, this is the plot of the Adventure Zone. Does this imply <laughs> that they liked it before? I feel like okay, anyone that goes to good. space. Like, let, it's me, let me put this. Let me put this in a more straightforward way. It's just that's the fun way to phrase it. Here's the real way to phrase it. When jellyfish go to space, they become unfit for life on Earth. Okay. Oh, they. Because 
decompress. Because I was going to say, I feel like anyone that goes to space <coughs> and then comes back to Earth hates Earth life more, except yeah. for maybe Mark Watney, who's not a real person anyway. Uh, No, we know for a fact that the Rocket Man misses the Earth so much he oh misses his God. wife. Whatever. Come on. <laughs> okay. Other than Respect that, the Rocket Man. The only people that were he happy... He packed his bags last night pre Whatever, man. What the, the only people that were ever happy to get back to Earth after space were people in movies where they, they were really bad at space. Or they were really they were bad and then really good at space like Mark. This Watney. is a, a fun tie-in because the home viewing episode about the Martian just dropped. That's so, so weird wanna... because I literally watched the Martian last night because <laughs> it was just it was one of those moments where a movie's on TV and you're like kind of watching it even though you've seen it and then the next thing you know that's over. Yeah. yeah. And you like lost three hours oh, of yeah. your life Absolutely. or however long it's the like, Martian is. It's like whatever Saving Private Ryan's on TV. And, and I'm in a situation where I'm watching TV, then I just know that I'm going to watch the rest of Saving Private Ryan. You know? Yeah. Have, I feel like there are several movies like that for me. Where does 2001 A Space Odyssey fall on your meter of, like, if they're good at space or, like, how good of a time they have returning? They were good at space, bad at, bad at, bad at computers. Bad at AI yeah. ethics. Bad and at bad at, bad at not reverting to a fetus, but then, like, turning into the galaxy yeah. brain. And Ad Astra is good at space, bad at monkeys. Ad Astra is good at space, bad I don't at know what feelings. That is. Bad at it's what? Bad at, it's bad at feelings. Uh, yeah, it's bad. And monkeys. They're bad at monkeys. He too. does learn to be good at feelings by the end of it. Yeah. I was Ad Astra is fine. It's worth the fight scene on the moon. Too many or space the, the, I, I wish the whole movie had been that, but I do think yeah, I want to rewatch it for like the Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones stuff okay. at the end, you know? And a little bit of Ruth Negga stuff. You should watch Ad Astra. I yeah, but I think you that. might like it. I haven't seen Interstellar, and I have not seen also Event Horizon, which is a little bit different, but I want to watch that too. Oh, Gravity. Sandra Bullock was very glad to be I've back. I've still never Earth. seen Gravity. Again, bad at space. Fictional character. Bad at space. I feel like you can't really be good or bad at space. It's That's like not true. Most you of the time. You could be bad at space. Like there's very Put it this way. There are very few locations of space you can be good or bad at because most of it contains nothing. Well, that's fair. Every time I've watched Interstellar, there's been a dog in the room, and every time the black hole scene comes out, they kind of like animal brain while they look at it. Dogs don't like it. <laughs> every time I've seen it, the dog like stares at it and then just kind of blankly doesn't understand what's just happened to them. Is your did you wa- Is this your current dog that this happened with? It's I've watched Interstellar multiple times, and it's every there's been a dog there every time, and one of the times was Lorenzo, and when he did it, he like was staring at it. And seemed very blanked, and then went off the screen. Then he looked at me like, "Did you see that?" Sure. We need to test this theory on other animals. But here's the problem: Interstellar's three hours long, so to save <laughs> watches, we need to get a lot, like twenty different species of animal crowded in front of the same TV. Watch them all lock at the same time. Okay, so these jellyfish, much like Sandra Bullock in Gret. Well, no, this I can't relate that. That's not. That's not. That's not a bridge I can cross. I can't make that happen. Basically, it's especially uh, it's especially like younger jellyfish that like grow and develop in space when they get back to Earth do very badly. Oh, they have like that makes me think that would be true for anything. Well, I mean, having watched the Expanse, it's certainly true for Belters. They do not do Mm -hmm. well in Earth's gravity. Is it like the lack of water pressure? They'd still have to be in water. What is water? How does that even work in space? How does like a water tank for a jellyfish work in space? 
Is it just airtight? I mean, you just put water in a tank. It's a, yeah. It would it would have to be airtight. But it can't be airtight. You have to circulate air into the water. Well, I mean, but you could probably set up a thing where you could like pump air into like a sealed. So it wouldn't be completely sealed, but somewhat sealed. I feel like it. I feel it's like, like for a such gel- a membrane. I'm thinking like a jellyfish bag with like a, an air nipple in it or something. Like <laughs> okay, that. okay. I feel like. Well, what would happen if you had a giant? Well, because water just like coagulates in air in space, right? Couldn't you just yeah, have it's polar. like? Couldn't you just have like? <laughs> globe yeah you could have globes of water with jellyfish floating in and then you you, you just all have like a you just all have like an understood an, an understanding that you you don't you don't mess with the jellyfish bubbles that they are for science don't I, touch the them. science jellyfish i'm slightly afraid of jellyfish or at least i was when i was a kid i haven't run into one in a while I've been i certainly was once. when i was a kid having Having been stung by them a few times, no, I think I'm less scared probably. of them now. Well, no, no, I'm less scared of them because I've experienced it and I know that You're the like, pain goes away. Nothing worse than this can happen to me. Well, it depends on how bad just... the stings were, I would say. I had one, like, right on the inside of my thigh. It sucked. And, it was like, like, was it in a position where it would rub against any other part of your body? Well, because that makes it I'm so much. Worse. I am a fat person, so no. But even chafe. like, regardless, <laughs> I feel like if it's like, let's say it's on like the bottom of your thigh, right? Like, no, mm. actually, it doesn't really matter because everyone's legs rub against their other legs. Yeah, that's not true. That's why the thigh gaps the whole thing. I'm sorry. God, thigh gaps are a conspiracy. I couldn't finish that sentence because I hated it so much. <laughs> and also, there's still part of that that would rub against the. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like, not even your balls, but, like, that part of your, like, pelvis bone. And then you just be like, I just feel like there's no good place on your leg to get stung by a jellyfish. What about the, in terms of at all? You just can't avoid, the like, top of The top of your foot, obviously. Can we do one episode of this show without bringing up the dicker balls? I mean, I can feel we like done just one? I feel done like plenty. it's fine in passing. I feel like, the, I feel like it only gets to be a problem. Like, I don't want to go... I, I would never do like a fact like that's not about true. it that's not like the lightning round ones because it's like oh, okay. I don't want to keep talking about that and talking mm-hmm, about for it, sure. You know? Did you literally do a fact about gorilla? Dicks? That, it, it was a lightning, was a lightning round, round one, and even it was that awesome. I was like I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> okay, I, and so, I think that's a really interesting fact. Unironically, for the record, I think being such a and then this is where uh, I put a TM after this because it's such a good metal band name. I feel like any membranous being that lives <laughs> that lives in space. Animals is leaders title. Yeah, really. This I feel like they would have cynic such, title potentially. They would have so much. I feel like they would have trouble in space because, like, they already have uh, questionable formage. I don't even know what right. I just said is a word. They don't like, hold would, their shape would, great. Would the complete lack of pressure make it even like what i'm wondering like would they just when they get to earth do they just implode i guess they don't but like do they they don't but do they kind of implode they still have well they still have the water pressure they still do have water pressure isn't water pressure different in space am i allowed to look that up a a little bit but it's like can i look that up but like Sure, it sure. You can look that on up. The, but I'm telling, I'm giving you this. Jellyfish, they don't implode because you have to pressure control the inside of whatever thing. Like it's not like it, the, it's different in space in the sense that it's zero and you have to recreate it in your. Because, I mean, unless you're talking about vapor pressure, but, but but no, because you'll still have the atmospheric pressure. No, so it's like zero water pressure gets worse as you go further. 
No, it, but in in a, in a space shuttle, yeah, like then a spacecraft, it's... you'll still have the pr- you'll still have like one atmosphere of pressure. Mm, that's a good point. Right, okay. and then it's not so like and jelly, if, it if it's like different. a surface jellyfish, it's going to be about the same as water pressure would be like. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think. So that makes me like. Does the effect of gravity matter as much when you're in water? I don't know. Uh, I'm not giving you that. Um, oh, I no, no, no. I see what you're saying. You're saying like, let's say that like, you know how you're saying like, so in space, people's like muscles atrophy. That's a thing. You have to like exercise. If you're in, yeah. if you sat in a tank of water, would that make it better or worse or neither? Uh, the answer. Well, is, if you. S- it makes it easier because you're buoyant in water, so you're not having to hold yourself up against the Earth's gravity as much. Mm-hmm. But that's for a that's for someone that's like standing upright. So th- I mean, that's part of why astronauts, when they're training, do train in water tanks because it simulates yeah, like it's low vis- gravity, it's more viscous. I think the answer I think is that if you were if you were in zero gravity, the water would float around with you, and if there were artificial gravity, it wouldn't matter basically. But I remember, and I'm looking at it now because I remember this. There is one of those XKCD what ifs that's all about what would happen if you swam on the moon. And I'm looking at it now because I do remember it being a thing now. I think it's in the book I have. And they talk about how, like, in the moon, you could technically high dive in reverse. What do you mean? So, like, like, you, if you started at the bottom of a pool on the moon and swam really fast upwards, when you crested out of the water, you would continue going up. Yeah. Oh, because you would keep the velocity because the gravity is not that much. You yeah, so they were saying, like, they did a bunch of calculations, and it was, like, champion fin swimmers would probably be able to go, like, five meters in the air after they exited the water. Holy wow, that's shit. really high. Which is awesome. Is how much speed they build up? That's fucking incredible. So, like, we should, people should start doing this whenever they can reliably do this. Because it's all, like, that's, like, the one place in space you actually can maybe go. I think I would say yes. I think... I think I'm going to go no. I think that they don't have much to them, and they're just going to adapt and bounce right back. Is that... Are, are y'all locked in? We're locked and loaded. Yeah. yeah. All right. Chris is correct. This is true. Oof. Okay. Okay. They, 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 they have... Chris, okay, so you know how like we have crystals in our inner ear... That like cal- like calcium crystals that like sense help their us whole body is a crystal. No, but they do oh. have crystals inside their body that don't develop properly in c- in zero Holy g and shit. doesn't allow them to orient themselves once they're in gravity. That's pretty sick. So what happens to them? They just kind of, that that's the part that I'm like not entirely clear. I lost the article on my computer. Do they have like that thing go. that like um like some dogs have where they like when they're they're like cochleas or whatever are messed up that they. Like just walk in circles all the time, but like yeah, they orient themselves according to gravity. So let's see. It seemed to be impaired. Their motor abilities were different on Earth than they were in microgravity. While development of the sensory pockets appears normal, many more jellies had trouble getting around once on the planet. Alas, pulsing and movement abnormalities compared to their Earth-bound counterparts. So they had vertigo, basically. Interesting. Space gave the jellies vertigo. Okay. Uh, Gabe? Okay. It's you. I... I'm going to just do it. Um, Starbucks scouts potential locations by checking the amount of caffeine in the groundwater. (laughs) 
This is absolute bullshit. Can you have caffeine just, in your groundwater? I am call. You can, but I'm calling my shot and saying this is absolute bullshit. Well, let's let Gabe explain. Let's let Gabe expand. What do you mean? You can take a groundwater sample whenever you want, and if there's a lot of caffeine in it, which there can absolutely be, and in fact, it's like a problem that gets in the groundwater in some areas, that tells you that there's higher caffeine consumption in that area. There's more people that like coffee. I thought the way Starbucks decided whether or not to open a products. store was, is there a coffee store here? Yes. Okay, we open well, it's not ours that across the street. But that's like one of the ways that they gauge the level of coffee drinking in an area. It's so more reliable than that, actually interviewing people. So you're arguing that people having a co- that they open based on if people have a coffee habit there. I and mean, you're arguing that it's they essentially, and they they measure that by seeing how much of the caffeine in their waste seeps into the groundwater. It's not how much of the amount is relatively constant with your consumption, and with the number of people. So the more caffeine there is in the groundwater, that can only come from humans. Drinking it and pissing it out. I mean, if it's in the groundwater, it would come from, like, sewer leakage, usually. Or septic systems. Yeah, because there's not, like, caffeine plants in, yeah. in America. Just in most places, around. yeah. There's No, that, that yeah, they're not... I would assume that this is not a tactic used anywhere near coffee farms, because that would be, like, the best example of throwing suddenly there's off, Suddenly there's 200 Starbucks in one field yeah, in Colombia. In, somewhere in Brazil, they, there's... <laughs> <laughs> that's like, actually the Starbucks mermaid actually moved to Brazil. God. <laughs> like she's got a nice place in the Rio. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with John, but I'm willing to think about it some more. Like, it, I mean, as a thought experiment, sure. This is, but like, this is some like. <sighs> I, the reason I'm not sure is like it would just tell you that they already have coffee in a place because again, it doesn't just come from things. Mm-hmm. It just tells you generally how much coffee there is in an area. Two, I don't know. You'd have to take a lot of samples for it to be useful. Yeah. yeah. Useful Three, in a sense. Because if you can detect it at low PPM and you can say, like, if I say there's 10 PPM in the groundwater in place A and 100 in place B, even if that's not a lot. But you got to sample multiple places. You got to do it in sub- several areas around a place because, and here's why. If you did a ground sample in the normal kind of area that a Starbucks would be, which is typically like a little hub area, the caffeine there is probably lower because no that does that no because that doesn't have septic that's sewer. I'm also I also would make an argument that I don't think whether or not someone already drinks coffee is going to influence whether or not they go to a Starbucks because you that's don't true. go to a Starbucks for coffee. You go for well, I mean you can. But like you go because you like a frilly drink. If you're already drinking coffee, then you already have a source of coffee and are, it, that is reliable and cheaper than Starbucks. But that brings it back around because what Starbucks' whole thing is is go where there's already a coffee place, open up across from it, then open another Starbucks, and then close the other place, and then close the other Starbucks. What? Yes. That's what, that's, Sim- what, that's what Starbucks does. That's why there were so ki- many stores in the mid-2000s. That was literally what they were doing. They were. It's like, kind of similar to the Walmart strategy of yeah. go where there's lots of small businesses, price out the small businesses, and then raise the price after they go all, all go out of business. Yeah, Starbucks would put more than one Starbucks really close to each other. Mm-hmm. Think about the fact that, like, and they still kind of have some of them. If they stay successful, they keep it. But, like, they would sometimes, like, close the second one afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Like, also, think about like, the fact that there's a Starbucks on spring and there's one 
on 10th and four, or on four and 14th and West Peachtree. That's like stupid close if you think about it. So in in high density urban areas, it makes even more sense because you've got a lot of walkers. And I mean, yeah, in each, yeah, well, not, in not that, in Atlanta really, but yeah, in yeah. that well, same region, in that, in that specific area, there's I also would say like yes. four small coffee shops, regardless. Like yes. in addition to that, which yeah, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't mention the like caribous right there also. And like, I yeah, think there is the caribou one. at like ten. There's a people. lot of coffee in that, like in town Atlanta. Holy not, shit! Not to mention the the one that's on like Peachtree and what twelfth. Yes, yeah, there is one. Yeah, there. I just can't remember the name mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Do you ever? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Starbucks. There's a Starbucks like oh. by the Vortex. Yeah, there is that one too. Yeah. You ever think about? I don't know if it's still true, but did you ever hear the thing that used to talk about how like the the Starbucks at Tex Campus had the most unique visitors per day of any Starbucks or something like that? I do remember that. They say yeah. that, and again, the one the Waffle House near there is apparently the busiest Waffle House. Well, that and it's also and the, the Pizza Hut was the only Pizza Hut that served Coke products. No, that was oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It is that, and there's a Taco Bell in Atlanta the that Taco served Bell. Coke. Yeah, there's the. This is not really Georgia Tech related, but there's the Shack. Um, the Shack Papa John's. Ah, uh, Papa Shacks. Yeah. The funny thing about that is they opened. They had the. Um, his shoe prints, like his footprint, yeah. shoe size behind it, and I was like, something about this is like ranging into like weird and invasive towards Shaquille O'Neal. I think. <laughs> like to tell, like I mean, it's his store. He probably told him to put his shoes. He probably there. put. Oh yeah. Him. He's probably like, people will come just to see how fucking wild it is that my feet are this big. You ever look at photos of Shaq holding normal things? I saw one the other day, like one or two days ago, actually. But normally, I don't really like. Wouldn't say I, I love browse the, them. My favorite one is Shaquille O'Neal holding a, a water bottle. I have That's to assume it's just one. not enough water for him. I mean, <laughs> just look at this. Look at this. I'll put it right now. It's in the chat. I mean, it's just amazing. drop it in. Drop it in. It's amazing. This is Shaq using a normal bottle of water. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reminds me of those like little bottles of water. It, it's like a baby bottle popping, isn't yes. it? <laughs> Man, I've never eaten one of those, and I couldn't tell you based on looking at it what the actual candy you eat is in that thing. It's just fun dip and lollipop. Oh, come on, baby bottle pop. That's actually Look, probably better yeah. packaging than the fun dip is you drop the thing in the bag and it's like game over your hands. Here's Shaq holding a here's Shaq holding a normal cup. <laughs> It's like those water cooler cups. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. We ready to rule on this? Uh, Yeah. Sorry. I, I have a web page up and it's just Shaq holding it's things. Shaq holding things. And one of them is Shaq holding a seal. <laughs> For some a reason. seal? Like yeah. Animal? Yes, yeah, like the animal. Okay, send that now because I was about to post the water bottle, but I think I need to post the seal. The seal is better. Here is Shaq holding a seal. Oh, my God. That's a sea- First of all, that's a sea lion. And I'm embarrassed that you don't know the difference. Whatever. They're like saying Shaq animal. looks They're entirely and the sea different. Lion looks happy. Okay. Okay, are we are we ready to Have you like just learn the difference? I'm going to say no. Not to what John well, to what John said and I also, know you're saying no. You no, know, you're that, also going to gonna refuse things. to learn the difference between seals sea and sea lions, lions are the ones that have they can have polka dots, right? No. Is that no, seal? seals can have polka dots. Okay. I'm making this a Twitter poll. No, sea lions are... I'm making this a Twitter poll that's like, oh, you can't make pictures polls. No, sea lions okay, are I'll the ones with flippers that are underwater, and seals are the ones with the mane and the yellow fur 
on land. Uh, no, 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 no. This is a no, no by the way. I'm, you're, I'm still on a... Gabe, you're, thinking, no for you're thinking of a tiger. Seals are the ones that are like all black and live in the jungle. Yeah, and they um and they lay eggs and yeah. they no, have poison. Um you but you're both going false on the fact? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Okay, so it is false. But I will tell you this much. There absolutely is caffeine in the groundwater. Like that that it can get in the groundwater in measurable quantities. It just I'm, yeah. It's just not used to scout for Starbucks locations. I'm sure it's coming from the sewer system because Oh humans. yeah, and apparently um it's like there's like people studying it in the UK. There's like this map of like what rocks in the UK have like soaked up caffeine and like a heat huh. map of it and like look at this shit. I mean I would assume that that blob is like a big city like London or something. It's London. I remember. It's yeah. London. I figure that has to be London. Yeah. And then there's like, you can kind of see things converge somewhere like towards in the middle of Scotland. It's like, interesting. Probably yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah. It's probably there in like Glasgow. People are just fucking slamming black coffee. Tea. They're slamming and tea. tea. Yeah. Tea is yeah, really caffeinated, <laughs> isn't it? Or it can be. Not, not as caffeinated as coffee, but it's. Black tea is it... like a third of it though, I think. Yeah. Black tea is. Pretty highly caffeinated. Yeah. To afford all the Starbucks drinks that I want to buy now, I think we got to go to them's the ads. I am not a designer, but I definitely know how hard it is to find convenient software to do just about anything. The good thing is, for you designers out there, there's Canva Pro. It's a design software that makes design simple, convenient, and reliable. You can create what you need in no time, and it's jam-packed with time-saving tools that make anyone look like a professional designer. If you want to check it out, go to partner.canva.com ppn. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And, of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make them all! Okay, I'm a little afraid of this one. Well, of Let's getting busted. Uh, I think if I do, it will be John. But That's how it uh, goes. Here, here we go. You know that really good, well, good might be a weird word. You know that song that Johnny Cash did called A Boy Named Sue? Yes. Yeah. Uh, He didn't write that song. Sue did. No. Uh, Do you know who did? No. No, I don't. It was Shel Silverstein. Yeah, I believe this, actually. Oh. I already believe this. So, here's the thing. You don't even have to sell me on it. I can't bust you in the sense that I know he wrote this song, but I know he wrote music. He wrote music, and he wrote that kind of, like, absurdist poetry Well, that's, music. like, his, and what somewhat, his poetry and, is but, like. But, but yeah. like, also, like, avant-garde stuff, too. So, like, I've, see, I've seen his record covers. They're buck wild. I would absolutely, be- and I think he was like Nashville based, wasn't he? He was like Tennessee based. 
Shell Silverstein? He looks like someone you would yeah. find in the woods in Tennessee if you were lost. But then he would help you, even though you were worried he wouldn't. Well, no, he does not look like someone you'd find in the woods in Tennessee. He's he from looks... He was from Chicago, and he died in Key West. I don't think he lived Why in... was I associating him with the could South? Have, he could have passed through Tennessee, but yeah, I think, probably not. I think, like most people, you probably just assume that most of the poets from that time lived in the South. Because it was kind of true. Listen, this... I. Do I want to claim as much poetry and stuff as I can for the South? Yeah, I fully do. But if it's not, yeah, I guess when it's not real, you get stuck. Um, I mean, a lot of the pattern of that time was songwriters selling their songs to the big acts. Yeah, like that part seems. Did Boy so- Named Sue is a great song did shell silverstein write it before he was like when did all of the famous shell silverstein stuff get published originally well boy named sue is in 1969 right so then when was like i don't know like the missing piece book or whatever uh well shell silverstein was born in 1930 uh i fucks with where the sidewalk ends yeah like those it's a great collection. That was one of those things that when you become older, you're like, oh my goodness. But, you're uh, like, I read this as a kid. Yeah, basically. And you're like, I mean, and it it works as kid stuff, but like, it's also like deeper. So to answer the question that Gabe had, uh, The Giving Tree was 1964. Then uh, everything else that like we really know is like 74 or later. He sidewalk ends is seventy four, missing piece is seventy six. So, hmm. so you're telling me that the beginning of his career predates the song, but it kind of spans it. It's right in the middle. Yeah, I don't know, like when he hmm. really took off. I don't know if the Giving Tree was what really made him take off. I don't like know him well enough. I can believe the idea, certainly that Johnny Cash would. Be like, oh, Shel Silverstein's like good. Like, if he has a song to write, especially, I'll like perform it. Like, that doesn't seem far fetched well, I mean, like, to me. It's just the meaning of minds here is a little bizarre. I know. I mean, I know from the opening scene of Logan Lucky that John Denver didn't write "Take Me Home, Country Roads." No, John. Um... <laughs> it was a couple performing in a band named Fat City. But um, that's a funny name, Daddy. Um, listen, <laughs> listen. Logan Lucky aside, think about this though. Yeah. Just to be fully fair, Shell usually did write for children in all ages, and boy, no. Name. But that that wasn't the only thing he wrote. But though. that's His what he was for that, adults. That's what he mainly did. I'm just saying. That's what he was known for, but that's not what he mainly did. That's fair. I'm just saying, Boy Named Sue is not for kids. It could be for kids. Uh. Depending on depending on. What you leave out. There's the whole thing where Johnny Cash always had to bleep it out, which was always fun. There's like, you can find the video of it. I've watched it before. Uh, <laughs> when he did it live at the White House, there's like a audio of it where he bleeps himself at the White House. <laughs> What's, what was, there were one of the shows that I watched, there was like a scene where like uh, the son of a rich man who had like turned to a life of crime and like gotten stronger, his, his father was all like, yeah, and I made you this way through what I did to you. And he was like, what, the boy named Sue defense? Yeah, (laughs) it's such a strange idea. What? Just the whole thing. It's like the just the whole idea of the song is so strange. 
there was like you're right there was this like absurdist bent in that time period i think about like like french just, zappa type shit even is like kind of it's, it's just weird I how just, it still stayed perpetuate it's like it's like that weird thing in friends where like they couldn't accept that chandler is also a boy's name even though they named the dude chandler they like had the joke I, for like half the show that it's a girl's name and it's like not really it's like one of the most gender neutral names i think that's true is. The, that's true I mean, too it's like the n- fact now that, that was the like, name they chose is kind of an internal acknowledgement now especially with like people having like the ability to choose their own names and the i think or i mean people have always had that but now i think feel like it's being more culturally accepted in a lot of ways that concept yeah, in a lot of different ways at the same time i think that concept blows my mind and the way i mean that is like i don't know how i would ever do that to be if too I, like if i found pressure. myself but, in a way where be, i need it to and to be fair i don't feel any need to so yeah, you don't you don't feel the need to. I feel like it's probably something that's really easy to do once you feel the need for it. I don't know if easy is the right word. Yeah, I feel like the well, not thing easy, is... not easy, but it's it's easy to make the decision that hey, yeah, I do need to change. Like... Right, I get that. The part that gets me is how the hell do I pick a name? Right, and that's what I think is. So what I'm I think it's interesting because what's basically you're describing is it's really hard to do, and there's people in a position where it's like, well, it's harder not to do, but it's probably still hard as shit to like come up with one that's satisfying you probably have to spend like a long period of time being like oh no what if i pick it and then i don't like it and then i'm like two months later after that guys actually that one sucks like, i mean to be fair there is a a, a solution that i got from a, a high school friend of mine which is pick your favorite enemy type in pokemon and that's how they ended up with ace oh oh like trainer mm-hmm. type like ace trainer <laughs> i was like yeah hmm. hi my name is fighting um yeah that's why i, I thought you were saying <laughs> yeah my name is last my name is normal <laughs> shall we shall we move on from this maybe ill-advised conversation is it ill-advised i don't know i think it's interesting it's i feel interesting like we're concept. three cis dudes talking about a thing that we're, we're never personally gonna have to experience i was gonna say that's all I really wanted to say on it mostly for that reason was just that it must be an incredibly stressful choice. In fact, that's all I was trying to say too. that lasts that has an effect that lasts more than one week is like, bro, that's like every choice be like max level. Mm. That's like most choices you make. I don't think that's true. That's true. I mean like significant one like that where it's the nutrients and everything will be in your body for almost a week. If I eat a banana now, that. so yes. the lettuce wraps I just had, they'll be around for a week. I don't know. I'm not saying a week. I'm just saying the effects of eating that I, lettuce wrap could be there for like a week. I think mm. okay. I let's if you did an experiment where you know that do you know the experiment where it's like you tell someone they're going to be put to sleep and then woken up and they're going to like toss a coin in its heads or tails and then they have to tell you like woken up later what it was or something. If you put me to sleep and then wake me up later and say, we may or may not have awoken you, fed you a banana, and then wiped your memory. Can you tell the difference based on how you're feeling of whether or not you ate this banana? It's never going to be yes. And so I think in that metric, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Mm. It wouldn't affect me. I think, okay, here's my answer to what you just said. Since since bananas, I'm pretty sure have vitamin A. I'm looking at here, it says that when you have vitamin A, it gets stored in your liver for up to four years to be used when needed. So that banana, that that banana is sticking around pieces of that banana, parts of that 
or in your life for four years? Certain molecules in particular, the non-fleshy ones and non-vitaminal ones, which I, I guess, well, not though, some other ones that you piss out. If you think about that, like if I go to my fruit journey, I've got like 12 bananas stuck in me right now. Your fruit journey? Oh, God. What do you, you keep eating? I eat, you, I eat fruit every day. Fruit? By the that way. Was, I, it was my New Year's resolution. Wait a minute. No, never mind. Okay, I had a, <laughs> I had just had a moment of like absolute brain fart. Never mind. I've eaten nineteen bananas this year. It's crazy. That's a lot of bananas. Wait, why do you know that exactly? Because I'm, I'm taking a number of every fruit that I've eaten since the beginning of the year because it was my New Year's resolution. I thought it'd be fun. Oh really? Yeah. What's I have a the? List. Is there are there any that are like particularly interesting or fun? Uh, I mean, I've had three star fruit. That's mm. a lot, Chris. Like, not in any good or bad way, but what compelled you? They were there, and I hadn't had them. Oh, uh, yeah. I, they're all right. They're Honestly, they're all right is, like, really where I land. Yeah, they're all right. Uh, the, I had some kiwis, and then I stopped eating them plain because I think I'm slightly allergic to them. This is the first time where I have forgotten the fact that we were discussing. I normally, when you guys were like, we lost Shel it. Shel Silverstein wrote a boy named Sue. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I really believe that that would be the case, I think. I, I think that's like, fully true. absolutely yes his style. It. Like, the delivery of, my name is Sue, how do you do? Like, it, so it, you're both going to go true? I think the true. vibe is, is just right. I think this yeah. is the Goldilocks zone of, of just right. It is true. In fact, that's why Shel Silverstein. Well, it's one of the reasons he has a Grammy. He has a Grammy ah, for that. For a boy named so nice, cool. nice. Because I think that Shel means, Silverstein I like has two Grammys actually. How many people? Um, how many people do you think have like let's say a, a an award in like three different forms? Of no, like, that's a thing. Uh, one of the few people that has that is uh, uh, who was it? it? There's a name for that club. What is the name for that club? Um, um, he got Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, who is in that club? Uh, well, the Lopez's, who who wrote the, who wrote for uh, Frozen and Book of Mormon. Um, let's see. Is it possible? I have Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, no, no, he he hasn't gotten there yet. He's 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 lost the Oscars when he's been up against okay. it. Oh, so Audrey, La La Audrey, Land, he- Audrey Hepburn. He lost. He lost. He that's, he lost that's si- what that's the guy that lost them. To. I mean, I don't even have strong opinions on him, he, but like he, that, I remember people so, feeling that was an upset. How far I'll go? Lost to City of Stars, and I get why City of Stars won. But like, can I just say that City of Stars? And this is this is the if thing Shel that drives me. Was on the, the songs, for a while, the songs that are supposed been, to be, it would have been the songs, to. the songs that tend to be like the notable song that the main character writes in a musical, are without failure some of like the most boring songs in the whole musical. For like that. this happens in Rent, where the song that Roger plays about writing the best song ever is way better than the song that he ends up writing. So the main people that are like really. Well known, Whoopi. Whoopi. Whoopi has an ego. Audrey Hepburn, mm-hmm. the Lopez, like you said, a bunch of composers, and then uh, John Legend, Andrew Lloyd Webber. What is John Legend's Oscar for? Oh, uh, Alan John, Menken. That doesn't surprise me. 
Yeah, I think so. It's kind of weird oh, to me. Oh, Selma to like, for Selma. Okay, that's fine. To like square the fact that there's a guy in that like four word club who's just like one of the guys who's like out of touch that people get mad at on Twitter. <laughs> to be fair, they get more mad at his wife, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, which is a whole other thing. But honestly, like they both do seem a little bit out of touch. <laughs> like, so I kind of like every time I see it, I feel like people always link that one Mel Brooks scene from Parasite huh? at them. Yeah. Where he's like in oh. the car. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. In that's that's good. Oh, Rita Moreno. I love Rita Moreno. And Richard Rod Richard Rogers. Like the ones that are all musicals, this all makes sense. And then it's like but Trey like, Parker and Matt Stone are really close. They just need Oscar. That's a little weird. Mm, it's not that weird. It's not that weird. It makes sense. They got a Grammy it, for uh something. The Tony is what's throwing me off. No, the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Oh, right. That's them, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Book of Mormon's yeah, fucking yeah, fantastic. I just forgot. I was like, I forgot that that was them, and I was like, what's like, when did South Park have like a Broadway thing? Yeah, it's just Book of Mormon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never, you know what I think of when I think of the Book of Mormon? Was that one time, maybe like, whenever it was on Broadway, you know, growing up in New Jersey, sometimes your mom thinks, oh, we could go to this family trip to see a show on Broadway. So my mom looked up how much it would cost to see the Book of Mormon, like my just my parents and me and my sister, and it would have been like a thousand dollars. Like each ticket was two hundred fifty. Yeah, I'm frankly really surprised. I saw it in two thousand twelve when I the one time I've ever been to New York, and I was <laughs> frankly I was like, yeah, this is just something I would be interested in seeing, and I frankly can't believe my cousin was able to get tickets for it. <laughs> Should we do a listen effect? Oh, I heard it was good. It was. I absolutely it enjoyed it. It was. It was very crass and irreverent. But you, you know the laugh that I have sometimes. The one where you feel a little guilty, like about the mic, like audio logistics no, no, no. of it. Oh yes, absolutely. The one where I like back have to like fully get up. Yeah, and like I feel that bad was, it, for you because I get that why was, you feel bad, but it is involuntary. Like that was happening at the Broadway th- in in that theater on Broadway. That's like, fucking great. Honestly, if I were doing like a live performance and I heard that from the audience, like I'm going to feel like I'm doing a good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or the or that the writer is. Do we have Should lightning we... round facts? Oh, we I have a listener I... fact or whatever they're there called. We go. That's what I mean. Cuz uh... I I feel like we had a bunch so yeah, we've got to have some lying around. Yeah, we, we got one from Jessica. She said that horse teeth never stop growing. I know this is true of rabbits. My friend has a rabbit who has a jaw misalignment that prevents him from regrinding his own teeth down. So I just take him to the vet to get him clipped. What? Weird. Yeah. God. Do they have to put the bunny under to do that? I probably. don't know, but I'm going to ask her, and we probably won't get the answer in this recording, but I'll tell you guys I, after. I just Athena's, <laughs> Athena's going to need a dental, so she's going to have to go under for that. I hate so slash love this image in my head of like them putting the rabbit under and then just having to sit there for like 10 minutes filing its teeth until it's done. God. I hate that image, but I also kind of love it. Do they okay, so is rabbit closely enough related to horse? That this would be true when they manually file his teeth, or okay. is it like painless? <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, yeah. mm, I I feel like they'd have to put it under because it's not like some things where you could distract and the yeah. But consider this: if he like biologically is supposed to be able to do it himself, then clearly that process isn't that painful. I don't think that's true because think about like the fact that like biologically you can 
bite your nails and that doesn't feel weird, but filing your own nails does feel weird. But That's like we, true. we get over it because we're humans and we have like a brain to say like, I'm doing this for myself for health. But if you do it to the rabbit, it's like, well, yeah. yeah but part of the reason we get over it is it doesn't hurt that bad. So you just don't give a shit. And I think that might it's carry over. But animal brain is different than human. Yeah. Brain. I tried to clip a cat's nails once and it was a cat that liked me and it was still really not. Lorenzo fun. does mm-hmm. not want people to clip his nails. I, I had a bad time clipping Artie's nails. I did. I did have to like put a bandage on one of them because they're dark and it's i really so thought, difficult thought it was you don't fine, have the structure of their finger where the nail ends you gotta like look mm-hmm. it up you gotta hope as she ages they get white i think that's what's happening to lorenzo his nails are all going white over time it has not happened with artie now that but we're saying that easier. every animal has a version of this i'm kind of like more in on the horse thing but like but it's teeth it's though. teeth Horse teeth is pretty big. Horns are like this shit too. Now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure I have seen footage of like. Have you guys ever seen the Incredible Doctor Pole? No, I don't even know. It is a constant. It is a It's a show about a rural vet in the Midwest who is German. I think he's he's either German or Polish, and he's anyway. He it's a documentary on the Nat Geo channel that is constantly on the TV in my uh, grandmother-in-law's house. So interesting. It reminds me of this book I, I I read as a kid that I cannot remember the name of. It's called Filing Down a Horse's Teeth. No, the Doctor Paul thing. Sequel to Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Hmm. Let's see. I think, but you see, I feel like I I associate the filing down and like cutting down more with hooves than I do with a ho- like a horse's yeah, teeth. Yeah, I don't know. So exactly. I am inclined, but they are grazers, so they would grind. I don't know what I expected, but I searched for myself a book about vet old, and the first thing that came up was a field guide to large animal internal medicine, 1991. <laughs> well, that's not what I wanted. Also, is the reason people draw donkeys with buck teeth some relation to this gene? Mm. Ooh. Like, maybe the donkeys I've never seen that a donkey really in bad. real life that I can remember, and I certainly haven't seen its teeth and remembered what uh, they looked like. You clearly have not driven enough through rural Georgia. I don't count that as seen. I have a little bit, but I, I don't count like I drove by. My friend Thomas used to have two donkeys. Really? Aww. Yeah, what? it was fine. Where did donkeys they are, keep them? Donkeys are pretty they cute. They lived on a lot of land. So oh, okay, so you got, you got like a room for that kind of thing. <laughs> not a room. A room? Game. No, no, a not room a for the room. Donkey. You have room for that kind of oh, thing. Oh, like yeah, that's have, fine. You okay. have the space to have like a barn or to have a large, <laughs> yes, large fenced-in yes. area in they which had they that. live. They did not have a donkey room. I, like I would argue that a barn actually kind of is a donkey room if that's how they accomplished it, but yeah. It's a donkey building. It's a donkey building. It's it's a one-room building, so it's both. It's like a one-room mm-hmm. schoolhouse, but for donkeys. Maybe if it was there's one thing all I like, creatures great and small that I was thinking of. It is a donkey. I Maybe. like a donkey. I think all creatures great and small is God, speaking of all creatures great and small, have you gotten to the whales episode of The Crown yet, Chris? No, I've, I'm not that far in it. I'm like four episodes in, and I hate half the characters. Yeah, the thing... So, so the thing with The Crown is the longer you stick by it, the more you love to hate the characters. Sure. Speci- specifically Margaret. Sure. I mean, I'll keep watching it. It's not like uh, Bridgerton where I watched one episode and I said, I cannot do this with any conscience when, left in my body. I mean, I did it spe- like half as like, I, I, you know, I live for the drama. When I, I was in it was, high yeah. school, 
my friends who did Model UN used to play Diplomacy, but in person, like, they would do, like, six or seven hour games, and they would, like, do it in a house, and just, like, make up whatever they wanted, basically, about the rules of it, and I think that's how the UK, like, operates, from what yes. I've learned, so. Fully, fully. All right, I am, I'm yes I think on I'm on board facts, now. Though. I think I'm on board. I'm a yes. I'm gonna say yes. What'd you say, Gabe? I said yes, yeah. I think we're all... Let's do it. It says true. Hey. See, now, because I think that bait, a lot of animals have things where you're like, why would your body do this? You ever see those sheep where they can't get sheared for a really long time? I mean, yes. yeah, sheep will, like, continually grow if it's not sheared. Yeah, right? and they, they just can't walk eventually, I think. All right, well, speaking of Jessica and horses, there is a show called Cult Classics. Why do I bring that up? Because it's on the Pocket Podcast Network, which this show is on. There is a lot of, there's a lot of great content on the Pocket Podcast Network, including a brand new show called yes. Pokemakers, premiered last weekend, or maybe two weekends ago. I think it new, new one this weekend, actually, yeah. The intro and outro music of our show is... Uh... Never Far by James Hunter USA, which are now known as New Weirdos. You can find that song anywhere you get music, except as an NFT, because uh, nobody God. wants that. So Not that nobody James, wants their James music, nobody wants an want NFT, that. period. Well, nobody cool wants an NFT. I'm sorry if you do want one, and listener, that's you. I'm just saying. Listener, I'm just going to go ahead and say, if you want an NFT, don't listen to this podcast. Look, I'm just going to, look, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but you should be sorry you hurt the environment. So, like, yes. call it even, I guess. Also, not to be sentimental or anything, but I think at this point it has been a year since we've all been in in here in a room to record an episode. As of, as of like, now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And here we are, like, 20 later. I just want to... So I want to thank not just you guys for sticking this out with me, but also like our listeners for sticking around through all the latency and stepped on words and edits to get through, to get through this fucking year with us. And like, I I'm excited because my age group is finally going to be eligible for the vaccine in Georgia this coming Monday or well, not my age group, I was about but, to say. but my, my comorbidity group is. And then supposedly all adults are going to be eligible starting in April. So like, Finally seen a fucking light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, like if enough am, people that I want to hang out with have it, then I'll be fine, mostly. Which means that maybe sometime soon we'll all be in a room doing this again and you guys will get to hear the natural chemistry, the clinking cocktail ice, all that good stuff that you've been missing from TTF Classic. So with that with that sentimental note, until next time, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. Don't believe everything you hear. Good Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.